0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: There are a lot of things that ESPN does well. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and brag about us. There's a lot of things that ESPN does well. The 30 for 30s are usually just outstanding. When we take a topic and break it down, and look at it ourselves, it's great. We do such a great job. And I say that having watched and listened and following the great job that the production crew and the staff led by Mike Greenberg did on the two-hour return to sports segment that just aired, and it was good to hear about it. And so I'm happy to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776 to get your thoughts about it. Several different ways we can go. There's several things that just jump out at you. Obviously, the baseball segment, and we'll get to that in a minute. I want to put that aside for right now. The, The way that athletes are thinking about how to respond to social issues, to racial issues, to police brutality issues, to health issues is fascinating to me. You are finding as we are looking at the difference in age, the variance in races who are coming together in this social, racial economic situation, you're seeing that with professional athletes as well. And, it is just so gratifying to see these younger people ready to take a stand, not afraid to speak up, uh, impressed by Matt Ryan, who admittedly apologized for not being more involved, but having at least taken the time to have the discussion to learn what was going on in African-American communities and black and brown communities and then saying, wow, here's what I can do. And then starting a GoFundMe for the Atlanta communities of 500K. And now it's over 1.2 million money that's going to definitely help black and brown communities in Atlanta and saying that, you know what? Once again, I should have I should have done a better job earlier, but I didn't. And here we go. The debate, the challenge, the concern of NBA players. Do we go back and play? Do we go back and play and be really concerned about what's really happening with COVID-19? Do we sit out because, Hey, guess what? Um, Maybe I can have more of a voice as I continue to march to bring attention to what's going on in various communities across this country, be it police brutality, be it the the disparity in economics, excuse me, and uh, health. What do we do? Should I play? Should I not play? That discussion that's going on. I thought Damian Lillard, and we'll hear from them you know we do top stories even though it's 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 a different hour we're still going to have top stories next hour and to hear Damian Lillard take you through that thought process of okay i'm the head of my family i have a role to support my family that's what i'm supposed to do also i do understand that my supporting my family by playing also means that i get a chance to support um you know the the community and the folks who need my help in the Portland area and other areas where I do those things, where I come out and, and support and, and help young people. And the other issue of <laughs> I kind of want to play, <laughs> you know, that challenge, that thought process being torn away. You're listening to the WNBA players and, and you're listening to the, 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 the league, the soccer players and you just come away with. And then imp- you're impressed with the thought process where all these folks are at, that they're really thinking. Uh, the other thing that jumped out at me was how the, 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 the commissioners have thought and, you know, they have a game plan for how they're going to deal with the return and the COVID-19 virus and, and, you know, trying to get their leagues back. So all that I thought was brilliantly done by Mike Greenberg and the staff and putting all this together, which was crazy. And then there was baseball. And then you just looked at and and you walk away just shaking your head. You walk away saying, what is going on? Don't they get it? You walk away thinking just the frustration of a baseball fan to hear how they still can't figure it out, how the NBA has kind of figured it out to the point of, of knowing that, okay, it's not a perfect system. And the thing that jumped out at me with Adam Silver is okay. The the players are there, but they can't leave, but the people from Disney can leave. Okay. So what's that COVID-19 preparation going to be like with them going and coming and going and coming affecting these people. So it's not really a bubble that we thought about. It's really, as he said in his own words, just like a campus. But at least there was a plan. And they can tell you when they're going to start tentatively and when they hope to end. And yeah, it's going to be some adjustments on the back end, but they'll figure it out. National Hockey League. Gary Bettman comes out. Look, we've done this. We've talked to medical people. we got 22 teams. We're going to play games and then we're going to go right into they're going to have a play-in tournament. Then we go right into our postseason and it's going to be Theoretically, business is normal. Four rounds, best of seven, we'll crown the Stanley Cup champion. MLS has a, has a play. We're going to have a tournament and then hopefully everything will be able to take us into our leagues. And if everything works out right with the COVID-19, we'll be in our cities with our uh, teams at home. Obviously no fans. Okay. But we'll be able to play WNBA ready to go. We've got a plan. We're going to be able to go. We've got an IMG. We're all going to be at the same place. We'll figure out what we're going to do as far as how to get our platforms rolled. Everybody's coming back. Everybody's got tentative dates, but Major League Baseball. And you went from a commissioner telling you that he was a hundred percent sure they were going to play baseball. One hundred percent sure, not even a week ago to tonight telling you, I'm not a hundred percent sure anymore. And why would he be? Why, how could he be? Statement from the MLB players association executive director, Tony Clark quote, Players are disgusted that after Rob Manfred unequivocally told players and fans there would be 100% a 2020 season, he has decided to go back on his word and is now threatening to cancel the entire season. Any implication that the Players Association has somehow delayed progress on health and safety protocols is completely false. As Rob has recently acknowledged, the parties are very, very close. Continuing the statement from MLBPA executive director Tony Clark, quote, this latest threat is just one more indication that Major League Baseball has been negotiating in bad faith since the beginning. This has always been about extracting additional pay cuts from players. And this is just another day and another bad faith tactic in their ongoing campaign. What did Rob Manford say to Mike Greenberg? This is a disaster for our game. Quoting, this is a disaster for our game. He admits they are running out of time and that players need to return to the table.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Getting your thoughts on uh, the special tonight. Also, you can weigh in on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM. If every other sport returns and baseball doesn't, how likely are you to forget and forgive down the line? Are you very likely, likely, or not likely at all? Doug's in Long Island. Doug, start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, Larry. How are you? My friend? I'm all right, Doug. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wanted to talk about the baseball thing, but this is my opinion. You can't tell small businesses they can't open because they can't have a couple of people in their place because it's not safe. And then go and tell me, there's nobody going to tell me that in a protest where people raise their voices, the louder you talk, the more spit comes out of your mouth. There's nobody going to tell me that that is not endangering people. That is... I can't go into a park with three people, but 200 people can protest, and they, well, it's okay because it's outside. None of us have been able to do things outside until very recently. So that's just my feeling on that. And to turn, and you saw these protests, people get really close, and not everyone has masks. And for people to have lost small businesses because they had to do what was safe, I just feel like they should have did it with the protest too. But uh, that's not here or there. That's just my opinion. Um, as for the baseball, you knew last year I told you about the Mets, the Wilpons. This is New York. I feel in New York. When I went to that stadium, we pay a lot of money for anything we do. The pluck is almost thirty dollars. The tickets to sit in the worst seats is not cheap. And to be told that yeah, if we're if you know if we're around in June or July, we'll put some money into the team. To me, that's not acceptable. So I wasn't going to the games before this, I won't lie to you. If they're in it, if they're around, you know, it's a big game. The ground's pitching, you know, I feel that I'm always going to watch him. But otherwise, you know, these last couple of months and, you know, seeing what happened to so many people, you know, it has put sports in a different perspective. And to me, it's the owners more than anybody. The owners have clamped down on the players the last few years. And I'm even surprised, like, Mark DeShera, can't even see that in the last three years. Other than a couple of big guys getting the money, the, the average salary has gone down three years in a row. And all we both know, when it comes to next year, we can't say collusion, that these owners are going to tighten up even more. And you know it and I know it. And these players, they're not like the Wilpons. They didn't turn down $3 to just the team. These owners have money. And they've been, revenues have been going up for 17 years. I'm not taking the players off the hook, don't get me wrong. And I'll give you one last point as to why not having a season, I don't think it's fair to hold against baseball like the other sports. If basketball didn't get their season off the ground and they weren't close to the playoffs, where most of their money from TV is going to be made and the NHL as well? And that's why both of these leagues expanded the teams because like hockey's called it a playoff tournament, playoff hockey sells. If those like, last eight teams, if they were playing to get into the playoffs and they were regular games, people aren't going to really watch them. But now they'll be able to make some money and finish their season where baseball season never got off the ground. Thank you again, Larry. Stay safe.
1: All right, Doug, you too. I hear what you're saying about baseball. But I think the issue is going to be that what people are going to look at is the fact that they couldn't get together because of money and that, indeed, your commissioner – said just a week ago that there was a 100% chance they were going to play. Now, listen, I didn't believe him. (laughs) I didn't believe him, and I was surprised that he would make a statement like that because he's involved in the negotiations. He should know that there was not a 100% chance. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you today, Major League Baseball, the players are going to end up, and it's something they've not wanted to do, And give them credit. It's something that they have avoided unlike the other pro sports. But I see salary cap in the future for major league baseball because when you think about it, if you have a salary cap, that's how you see the, that's how you see the owner's books. If you want to find out what's really going on with the owners and you want to see what's happening, that's how you do it because then you are quote, legitimate partners unquote. When one has their books and they're not showing the other, you're not legitimate partners. You're adversaries. (laughs) And so I think ultimately, I think that's what the owners have been angling for. And when you understand that for the next couple of years, whether they come back this year and come up with some kind of season or whether they don't, the money lost this year is going to be something that will affect them for the next couple of years. Because there are going to be, as Doug mentioned, there are going to be teams like the Mets. How are the Mets going to be able to sign people? How are they going to be able to sell that team right now? All this conversation about what we're going to sell, what we're going to sell. They're not. I don't know how you would sell them at this point. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on
3: 98.7. Hey, Larry, how you doing?
1: Are you out of the hospital, my friend?
3: I'm out of the hospital great uh, there are some adjustments to the heart hopefully everything works we'll see what happens in the future but glad to well, hear it so far so good
1: glad you're out my friend what you got for okay.
3: me okay two things hockey and baseball first on hockey you remember a few weeks ago you had a, you had a thing on the radio and you said who's gonna settle first and I said hockey because I told you hockey has to settle or will be chaos next year and to prove my point look at who is the union leader of National Hockey League, Donald
1: don't Fear, fear
3: <laughs> who was the most pro-union guy you could think of, and people were going crazy against him. But Fear realizes that the players have to play, uh-huh. and they have to do it with the owners, because if they don't, it will be chaos for both the owners and the players. And that's why hockey... N- it's settling this year because they, the players and owners realize they need each other.
1: Yep, you are correct.
3: Now, let's get to baseball. I'm still I don't, doesn't matter to me if they play, I mean if 48 games, even 60, 70 games, it's still going to be a shortened season. It's still going to to me an asterisk, whoever wins. Hmm. I to me as a baseball fan let's just can the season because you're risking injury you're risking players who may hurry. What happens if Gerald Cole feels the pressure and and and, and, and uh, starts to play when his arm is not 100%? Any risk of injuries out two years? I, I don't want to take a chance as a, as a Yankee fan. And, and to me, baseball owners could afford not to play this year, and the baseball players can afford not to play next year. Now, if you mm-hmm. want to come back and play... Maybe a 100-game season, maybe 90, okay. But for 40 or 50, 60, dumb. Can it? Wait till next year.
1: So, um, and that's what they're looking towards, Bruce. I would say if they're going to play, it's going to be a shortened season. So what is the problem with the 50? Does that not give you a, a, quote, legitimate player, a legitimate championship?
3: It's not baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, and baseball, now I understand I can't get a 162 game season. I understand that. But if I got 80 or 90, it, it'll, st- it'll go down my core a little more. A, 50, a 48, 50 game season, it, it, it's a gimmick season. You know, you, you have a. You have a what, what was the beauty about baseball? You, you, you have an 8, eight 9 game losing streak, make it up later in the season. Mm-hmm. You have an 8 game losing streak now. Your season may be basically done for that's not baseball
1: yeah it's true you're right but I mean Bruce it is a, it is a weird season it's gonna be it's going to be an asterisk season
3: I, I understand it's an asterisk season but are, are the place as Michael k brought up if you're on a long-term contract and you get a little bit of an injury are you gonna play go oh lot? are you gonna say you know what I'm going to, just going to can it because it's a 48-game season and I'm not going to risk f- further injury. The level of play is not going to be the same as in past mm-hmm. seasons.
1: You're absolutely right. Bruce, it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're out, my friend. Stay well. Thank you. one 800 Chris is on Staten Island. Hey, Chris, you're next on
3: 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Larry? What's up, Chris? Not much. Question, so... And this just might be me not being knowledgeable, too knowledgeable on the matter. But so I know with the money and everything like that, I understand why baseball and the owners are the impasse. Mm-hmm. But so hypothetically, if they
0: were to get everything straight with the money, why wouldn't they just be able to pick up from the, where the season would be? So say if they got everything resolved by July 15th, why couldn't they just pick up
1: from July 15th and play out the, reg- the schedule like it regularly would have? Well, one of the reasons, Chris, and thanks for the phone call, if they got it, if they got everything settled by July 15th, it would take them at least another three weeks before they would be able to uh, be ready to play. So you're going to have your your spring training, in theory. You're going to have three weeks before they get ready to play. Now you're trying to figure out how many games that you can get in between now and to have your World Series done by the end of October because that's what they want because of the idea of the possible... uh you know, second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic that could come in in the fall and winter. They want to be done, postseason, everything done. In theory, it could happen. But Chris, right now, when you hear the acrimony between the two sides, you hear that Tony Clark and the Players Association say they're done negotiating, they're not coming back to the table. It gives you pause to think that something could happen within a month. In theory, it still could. There is still time. Clock is ticking, but there is still time. The question is, can they come together? Can anybody make the first move on some concessions, either owners or players, that would put that possibility and make that a reality? We're yet to see that. That's why people are so unoptimistic.
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Back to the phones on ESPN New York tonight. Dave's in Jersey. Hey, Dave, you're next on 98.7.
4: Hey, Larry, how's your not going? What's up, Dave? Yeah, I have two points. First of all, uh, about baseball, right? I don't know if I'm going to forgive and forget, per se, but I hear people saying that there's, like, is going to really hurt baseball, right? They're going to lose fans over this. I just don't think that's, like, that's realistic, right? If someone's someone's, uh, passionate about baseball, right, is a fan of baseball just because they don't have a season this year, I don't think I not think the guy's just going to stop being a fan because of that. And second of all, regarding uh, Damian Lillard's uh, comments that um, he doesn't want to, he doesn't, doesn't know if he should come back because of the the racism and the, the George Floyd right. Let me give you uh-huh. a scenario. Imagine imagine this whole George Floyd killing right, and this whole movement started started a few months ago at the beginning of the of the NBA season. What do you say in his statements? I don't think so. So, why why, why, should, why, should you, why should you be seeing them now?
1: Well, so you're saying if they hadn't, if they were still playing, you're saying?
4: No, I mean, in the beginning of, I'm saying at the beginning of, of the NBA season, like in whatever, all the back in, uh, uh, when they start, when they start the, when they start the NBA season, right? Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm.
4: So, of course, you want to be seeing them then, right? I well, I don't I know, think, Dave. I, I mean, you know, the, the
1: NBA, it's an interesting thought you have. Thanks for the phone call. The NBA has been a, a, a league that has been very reactionary, okay? They have, uh, you know, when you go back to the situation uh in L.A. with the Clippers and players were talking about just the idea of not playing because of that situation where the owner had to be removed because of racist comments that he made, there was conversation at that time, that they were going to have a a work stoppage and walkout, uh, it may not have been the same scenario, but it might have been something similar. So you you raise an interesting point, but I think they would have done something. It may not have been that drastic because of the situation it's in. So they have this opportunity now where they're not playing. So the the idea on how to. S- You know, announce their protest is based on the scenario that they have. If this was the beginning of the season, maybe he would say, I'm going to sit out. Maybe he would say, I'm not going to play a couple of games until because I want to go out and and protest. So I don't really know how he or the other players would react. I'm still trying to get a gauge and I don't know if we'll ever know Chris, uh, in Jersey, how they will uh, how all the players are going to respond. Because I think when you look at this, it is such an individual player situation, right? Because I think there's some players who feel that they want to play and they want to use that platform as playing to be able to say what they want to say. There's some who, who say, you know what? I want to continue to march. Uh, they have been in the forefront. They've been out there marching and protesting. They want to continue to do that. And I'm sure there's others who, it's not even about the protest or the playing, it's about the fact that they're a little concerned about the virus. You know, maybe they don't want to be away two, three months from their family. Maybe maybe they don't want to be away. And the NBA has made it so it's not a breach of contract if they don't go. It's more of you're letting your brother down, you're letting your teammate down if you're not able to go. And for those who are in a playoff situation, chance to win a championship, like Dwight Howard. Who has sided along with Kyrie Irving of the Nets? He's on the Lakers. He he's a pivotal guy on that team. He's been a guy that's come off the bench that has had played meaningful minutes this year. I mean, you look at what Dwight Howard's been able to do. He, he's you know, he's he's been he's been an asset to them. So the possibility of them not being able to have him could be a difference. So I think it's a lot of ways to look at it, but it is an interesting point that you raised, Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey Trey, you're next on 98.7 ESPN good morning, larry. Good morning. <laughs> not here uh no yeah no 11 yeah, yeah, no. 34 almost. <laughs> almost almost
0: almost <laughs> don't get in trouble by the queen now for being up too late larry
1: don't oh no no, no 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 we
0: good uh, there's only there's only one thing i know for sure rick d Pietro was asleep hours ago that's all i know for a fact <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I think he that chipmunk. Around. I don't know. If that chipmunk might be that chipmunk might be knocking on his window. He, he, might, he might
0: be at the door, man. That dude's a trip. That chipmunk is a trip, man. But He's I want running to shout you out first, man. I, early this morning, I heard you. You heard your commercial. Well overdue, you know. what I'm saying I was like, yeah. I was. I scared everybody in the kitchen. I told Kyrie I was screaming like you know, like it was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't good <laughs> for the kitchen this it morning. wasn't it Wasn't good.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: No problem. Anytime. time. Um, I implore anybody when they're dealing with this baseball situation to uh, just look at Cuts' uh, video. You know, I thought that was a really good video that he put out. Did you see it, Andrew? Cuts' video? Yes. I, I, I think that's really what it boils down to. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I really, really, a part of that really stuck with me when he said. No, you drink the juice like your daddy told you, and that's the way these players are feeling right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Almost like you just follow whatever daddy giving you. And, and, and you know, we suffer at the end, Larry. The, the fans are gonna suffer. You know what yeah. I mean? We had a yo in New York. We had a great chance to do something real special with baseball this year with the Mets and the Yankees. For real, they really did. And you know, they say it looks like it's squandered. Man, you had Manfred the other day talking about a hundred percent, and now if he talked to Green, he was like, "I don't know." You know, so I mean, this is a, this is a simple military thing too, Larry. study to communicate, study to operate.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's no, there's no, there's no communication here.
0: You know no, no. like, and they're acting like two stubborn ass little kids, and it's going to cost the fans. You know how many fans did you hear call Michael K today and say I'm canceling my season ticket? I want my money, and then not from just the Yankees and the Mets. People are calling from the Nationals. I've heard people from the Brewers Brewer fans that said we've done. Like it's, it's going to affect the overall landscape. It's going to affect everybody. It really yeah. is, and not and not in a good way, Larry. This is going to be bad. So, no question. I hate it for baseball because I love baseball just like you do, you know. And it's it's, it's sad that they can't, you know, sit down like you said. And, you know, of course, they can't do that now. But you no, know, come on, man. Yeah, way, way too many communication issues. You just need to get on Zoom and get this done. You, know, this is this sad, man. It really is, and they're not even talking right now. They're nope. exchanging bombs back and forth through emails and through the internet. So they they on some chatty patty right now. Ain't nothing to get done when you're doing that. Nothing sca- positive anyway.
1: The scary thing was when Manfred said the last time he spoke to Tony Clark was about a week ago.
0: And, and, and his hair was probably still black on his chin, and that was great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Larry, do we got time to do the shout out we Yes, we do. To check of course we, we do.
1: No, we got, we got time. We got time. We got time. Real quick. We're going to uh, Glen Cove. Glen Cove hospital that's the place we're shouting out tonight over here in the in Long Island and we uh, thank the first responders there the nurses the doctors all the people you know the people we thank you know all the folks there from the ambulance drivers to the folks who are making sure that there's air and the air conditioning is pumping cool air in the rooms all the folks who are working with the technicians and the folks who are able to turn those those uh x-rays to give you results of the of the x-rays and 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 all the different tests and stuff the folks that are taking blood all the people People who are doing such a tremendous job over at the Glen Cove Hospital, who have been instrumental in helping the coronavirus go down, and uh, we just thank them for what they've been able to do through their sacrifices.
0: Hey, that sounds good to me, man. I second everything you just said. Um, before I give mine, I wanted to... Uh Point out that uh, you got you got a Twitter follower that's always hitting you up. NYC Johnny Blaze, man, That's a yes. good dude. He also has a podcast called the uh, the Refractory Podcast where they do the same thing. They shout out the first responders and they do a great job. If you get a chance, man, it's an awesome podcast. This guy is on point, and Uncle Paulie's amazing. So you got to check them out sometime because they're really really talented guys, man. And I don't know something might be coming soon, Larry. I don't know, man. He's getting that itch, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I got something to say too, so we will keep that under the hat, though. Huh? You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh no, wait a minute uh, now!
0: We're, we're gonna keep that under the hat, Larry. We'll talk off here, baby. Got a lot. Got a lot to say. Got a lot okay. to
1: say. All right. So so um, so so you you don't have enough time to do it here, huh?
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I I can, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'll be I, but I'll be taking up everybody else's time. Like, I hear you. I, I know I, what I, you're I, saying. I go on one of my tangents, Larry. You know how I do. I ain't got no sense. <laughs> so tonight, Larry, we're going go to go wild man, young man. I got family on School Street. Man, shout out to all my family out there. We're going to go to St. Joe's Medical Center tonight, man. They're doing great work up there in YO, man. So I just want to shout out them out tonight, let them know we're thinking about them, and that, uh, you know, we really appreciate all the hard work and the sacrifice that they put in daily to keep us right. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the Youngers and shout out to St. Joe's Medical Center out there, man. From everybody, from every doctor, every food service worker, every janitor, every ambulance driver, man. Thank y'all so much, man. And shout out to y'all, man. Y'all be safe out there. We're just going to lift y'all up in prayer tonight.
1: Absolutely. Great job, my yeah. friend.
0: Thank you, sir. And tomorrow, I'm going to give you a preview. Tomorrow, we're going to do Devin Vassell from uh, Florida State.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward I to like it.
0: This. Oh, You like him, huh? Larry, I'm just saying real oh. quick, 41-5 from the three-point line, Larry. 41-5. The kid got a stroke, and, he's, and, and the jumper sits so high. But we're going to talk tomorrow about that. I'm going to it. That's all I'm going to give you tonight. I'm going to tease it. That's all okay. I'm going to give you tonight.
1: All right. But yeah,
0: Larry. I just think that this is a bad way to go into this bubble with it. And, and, you know, I I don't know how I feel about man, what Kyrie says. I can't say nothing. He said, Seriously, he's a clown. You know what I'm saying? Not our Kyrie.
1: Irving. No, no, no. I know that. Our, our, I, yeah, I knew Our Kyrie is
0: on point. And shout Absolutely. out to Kyrie's son for the PK graduation today, man. That that, that was big, man. It's that outstanding. was they, They're going to grow up fast. They're going to grow That's up right. fast. Trust me. they will be 21 soon asking for the car key.
1: He's gonna ask the car keys before twenty one. He better he better, start, he better start getting that insurance ready. He's gonna be asking for the car keys you know, you at sixteen.
0: Know, right. front, <laughs> hey Larry, front, back, and side to side. Absolutely. That's right.
1: Ky- Kyrie yeah. as we speak right now, Kyrie getting that getting that uh, you know, that app that you that, that you can trace the car wherever it go? Yeah,
0: because they don't got the low jack no more like when I was a kid. That's that.
1: right, no. No, it's a little different.
0: The big stars had the low jack. you know what I'm saying? Where you at? Yeah, <laughs> that's why, it. Why are you in Lodi?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> without asking me first
0: <laughs> how did you get over the bridge
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy
0: <laughs> those were the days Larry I
1: but know that's right we're
0: doing Devin Vassell tomorrow Florida State and I just like I said you do a great show Larry and that commercial was well deserved man but a constantly area of New York sports for a reason my friend and you got a friend forever be believe that yes sir
1: I appreciate you thank you very much i
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.